Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of The Frenzy. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Joey the Eagle. What's going on, Joe? You know, Fred, you actually counted down the three the first time. I did. Which is nice. Something happened, you redid it, and then you didn't count. So I was kind of... Little off guard. Got you. Why would you do? Well, you know, I got to keep you on your toes, man. I can't. Uh, I can't let you um, get too comfortable out here. Can't just toss up softballs for you. Well, actually, since you want me to be on your softball team, I suggest you start tossing up these softballs because I have not hit a softball or a baseball in. I'm gonna go with six years. Hmm. So. You know, we got some time. But I do have some youth on my side, so there's that True. for me. Young knees, somewhat. No, no, no. Actually, that's the only <laughs> part of my body that isn't young, is these these knees have took quite a pounding. <laughs> so, what's been going on, man? It's been a week since our last show. Um, this bipolar weather, for starters. It was 83 two days ago. I woke up, and they switched it around, and now it's 38. Well, it was 83 at lunchtime, right? Like 85. And then by 5 o'clock, it was like 30. I'm like, all right. I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Listen, we have football to save us. Basketball is going to start soon. Preseason basketball is here. We're going to try and get into a little hockey this year. Uh, Baseball playoffs. So at least we have the sports to keep us well-grounded in these trying times because Winterfell is upon us. Yes. Winter is here. Game of Thrones is gone, but winter is still coming back. Um, like a no, bitter ex. No way. So let's jump into it, man. UFC two, uh, 243 tonight. The main event is Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya. The style bender. accentuate the vowels. There we go. I like that. The style bender. Um, for the middleweight championship in Melbourne, Australia, hometown to both of these guys. So that's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. Adesanya's talking a lot of shit. I feel like he's kind of overlooking Whitaker because he, he's calling out Jones and Dana White this week came out and said, well, if Adesanya holds it down against Whitaker, you know, the Jones fight is a money fight that he might get next. Yeah, I mean, for Adesanya, you have to think that that's part of the game. You know, they're all after after Jones, after the big money fight, you know, after that bag. So I don't really blame him for that. Plus, I think he thinks that Robert Whitaker might get injured walking to the cage tonight. <laughs> it's true. So he, in his eyes, I don't even think he knows he's fighting. Um, so let's hope that that main event actually happens. I don't know if you saw it just to you know, um, switch sports for two seconds. There was supposed to be a boxing fight, too, this weekend, and it just got canceled. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, nah, it's not going to work out. We're just going to cancel the whole event. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's but like, yeah, man. It's not going to happen today. The UFC is uh, hosting yet another card for what I feel like is three months, four months in a row. I'm not mad at it. Okay, yeah, it's a definitely. good fight. I'll definitely be tuning in. Like I told you, in all honesty, the other two fights on the main event card, I have no idea who the hell these people are. 
Well, we got we got uh, Rachel Al Iaquinta from Long Island, Strong Island, All right, out there I'm with it. the uh, Saralongo boys versus Dan Hooker, and then we've got Tia Tuavasa, the Shuey Prince. The what you, prince? The Shuey Prince. I don't know if you you've seen what he does after his fight. He's done it yeah. after every single one of his fights. He does it, what's called a shoey. It's, I think, I believe native to New Zealand where he's from. Where <clears throat> you and your boys take a shoe, you take somebody's shoe, right? Oh, no, I, I, I know where we're going with this. And you put the, and you drink out of it? Well, everybody spits in the shoe. Then you put the beer and then you chug it. Yo. <sighs> They've clearly never heard of uh, mono hepatitis or any of these things so, i don't so listen i consider you a good friend fred but i'm not i'm not spitting in your never shoe in nope. my life do that no no way man not for me yeah that's interesting man uh i just thought that they put some type of liquid in the shoe and drank out of it which is still i mean that's still pretty nasty but yeah. to be spitting in it too uh yeah that's not my thing <laughs> and then say. to to keep with UFC, we had Kane Velasquez last night. We're gonna we'll touch about this more in our sold out wrestling podcast. So stay tuned for that. But Joey got Joey and I are gonna touch on this a little bit because it's a bit of a crossover. You had Kane Velasquez show up last night to WWE, oh. WWE SmackDown and. Basically, take out Brock Lesnar and setting up a match between them coming up later on, you know, uh, I believe next card when they go to Saudi Arabia or something like that is what they're projecting. I get that these fighters for the UFC do it for mostly they get into it for the love of the sport and then they try and turn it into a career. But I have to think that. If you're a wrestling star, you probably get paid way more to put your body through a lot less. I'm not saying that wrestling isn't yeah. physical because they still got to do some crazy, crazy stuff. But if if I'm a UFC fighter, man, I'm making that tra- uh, that transition quick, fast, and in a hurry. And he's he's been on the kind of international circuit the past like two or three months. He's been doing stuff in Mexico and California for. Um, one of those Mexican, I believe it's AAA Mexico promotion. So he's been wrestling with the mask and doing the whole thing. So Yeah, especially, you know, him being Mexican with the whole tradition that they have with wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool to, to see him transition over. He's been fighting in the UFC for a while now, body taking a beating. Yeah, the like, knees are, nice to... are getting tore up. His yeah, knees he... are getting tore up. I mean, you even saw your boy Tyson Fury out there ready to yeah. get in the ring. Big Tyson with marble floor jacket. Yeah. He he would make a great transition because he can talk. Yeah. He can talk. He can talk that smack. Blah, Bro, blah, blah. His entrances would be the best entrances in oh, all Oh, 100 percent One hundred percent. When he came out in the Apollo Creed joint with the with the American, you know, um the you know, the American in top America. And, yeah. yeah. And then uh he had the uh, whole Mexican pride thing going last fight. <laughs> yep. So he definitely knows how to uh, get the crowd going. 
And then, just to transition away from fighting, we have MLB playoffs right now. Going down. Last night was the Yankees. They held it down at home against the Twins, taking that 10-4 victory in the Bronx. And also we have, just to update the other series, um, the Cardinals and the Braves. Cardinals squeaked out game one, and they won 7-6. The Astros, Verlander dominated the Rays. I believe no, he gave up. Six to two. They took the one nothing lead there. Baby uh, Rocket Altuve out there hitting bombs. Yeah. And then yesterday the Cardinals and Braves faced off in the second game of that series, so that's one one. And the Nationals and the Dodgers are also one one. So today on tap we've got Yanks. And Twins, Raising Astros at 9 p.m. So just before your UFC fix or mid-UFC fix, you've got the uh, Raising Astros. I know the the final score in that Yankee game is uh, a little deceiving, but it did not go, did not get off to, rather, um, the type of start we were hoping for. Right. Uh, he jumped out to, I think it was 2-0, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 2-0 to start the game. Yeah, a couple bombs there um, that the Twins hit, and let's be honest, we knew that was going to happen. Right. Coming in uh, with that with that lineup and, you know, the way they've, they've been hitting the home run ball all year, you can't expect them in a field like, you know, Yankee Stadium for them not to hit a few bombs out there. So it was nice to see the team fight back, and every time – and I heard a lot of Yankees fans complaining about it too. Every time Boone goes with a lineup that they don't agree with, they complain, they don't understand it. Why is Gardner hitting third? You know, before the season started, who needs DJ LeMayhew? Why are we signing this guy? Yeah. And lo and behold, you watch last night's game, and the two best players on offense were the two players that everyone was complaining about all year. Gardner got off to a slow start this year. People were saying, why are we keeping him? He's 30, I think 37, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right mid, there. Mid, Mid-30s, we got to get him out of there, get some young blood. He goes and juice ball or not, he hits 28 home runs on the year. So I would just like Yankee, Yankee fans to take it down a notch, let this team play, uh, and eventually we just got to see if we could take out the Astros because that's obviously what it's going to come down to. Yep, that's going to be the... I believe the ALCS. What sucks, though, is CC wasn't able to make the roster for this uh, series due to his shoulder injury. Right. I think they gave him – I know they gave him a shot. I'm pretty sure it was a cortisone shot. Cortisone shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that sucks because you would like to have that experience in that arm, at least coming out of the bullpen. Well, we can, we can hope they reevaluate next series. So we're hoping maybe, maybe CC gets cleared. And um, he can come back for the ALCS if the Yankees pass on. Now, <clears throat> we've got some, you know, not a huge lot of. Where are you going here? Let me help. <laughs> I'll throw your lifeline. We've got a, a huge lot, not a huge lot, sorry, of 
MLB, well, the MLB news we got, NFL news. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. NBA news. Uh, on behalf no. of the people, I shall forgive you. Because I had no <laughs> idea where you were going there, bro. You were sinking, sinking fast, and I could not throw out a life jacket. Yeah, not, not a lot of NBA news. The biggest news coming out was the Dame and Shaq. About that time, Fred. <laughs> Poor Shaquille O'Neal thought this was for fun. Didn't know Dame signed up for Bloodsport. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this. You heard the second one I sent to it? No, I heard the first you one. Not, you have not I heard have, the second I haven't one. heard the second one right. from Dame Do yet. yourself a favor because the first one was like a jab session. Like, right. all right, bro, I heard you. We good. Just mm-hmm. letting you know I'm here, touching you with the gloves. This second one was for the knockout. Right. Like, it was really, like, even if Damian Lillard wasn't who he is on the basketball court, bro, he comes with straight bars, that second one. Just buries him. That's crazy. I thought I, oh, man, that's messed up. I feel like a bad friend. I thought I sent it to you. (laughs) I sent it to my boy Chris. Like, it was, it was such a good diss record Mm -hmm. that I had to share it with somebody. You know, when you have, when you hear something. Yeah, when when you find it, you're like, oh, shit, I got to send this out. Someone else got to hear this. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's about that that action. He is. He's about that. Both life, on and off the court, which is why he is my favorite basketball player. I can't get enough of Dame Dollar, man. There you go, man. And we've got NHL. You know, we'll start we'll start touching to it a little bit more as the season goes on. But um, NHL kicked off the start of this week. Have... I'm not going to lie to you. I still don't understand most of, like, I understand the premise of the game, obviously. Right. But some of these rules, I'm going to have to sit down and really watch the game a lot to understand because sometimes they do, like, I still don't quite understand why certain plays are blown dead by the uh, referees. Right. But shout out to the refs because the, I know the players are obviously impressive to be doing what they're doing on ice nonetheless. Right. But these refs, bro... If you just watch them skating around, ballers, man. These yeah, they're nice with these it. These dudes can they, do. Yeah. They're going backwards. Puck comes. They don't freeze up. They just they got like a nice rhythm to it. They don't get choppy. It's like, oh, puck's coming, cool, bro. They just hop and, up right over yeah, it. And they yeah. just be sliding with it. I'm like, yo, these refs. Yeah. I know we give a lot of uh, flack to the refs in all the other major sports, but hockey refs by far are the best athletes out of all the referees, man. Those guys. Oh, one hundred percent. Yep. I mean, the NBA might have some because they running up and down the court with those athletes. Right. But these dudes are doing that on skates. Mm-hmm. And they're stopping on a dime and they're booking skates. it the other way. Yep. Like, I can go straight on ice skates, but for me to stop, I just drag the back of my foot. <laughs> yeah. Or or I do the conventional wall, okay, run into the wall real quick, bang. I don't, yeah. I don't understand how they do it. And I know we said there wasn't much NBA news, um... But did you see James Harden's triple double at halftime? Now, granted, it wasn't; it was against some team from China. But yeah, that man, good. And then he pulled out his one footer. You saw it. Yep, his new move that he's that he's showcasing. Now, I'll be honest; I've seen a lot of you know one foot jump shots. When you shoot, normally you take it with your off your off foot. So if you're a left handed shooter, you'll get your balance with your right foot as you're stepping, and then pull up. If you're right-handed, you'll kind of plant that left foot, get right. balanced, and then shoot it with your right. It's really hard to fade away 
step on the shooting foot and do that shot on a defender from 30, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, will will he be able to pull that off against NBA athletes? Listen, I know a lot of people don't like James Harden's Harden's game, which Mm -hmm. is understandable because a lot of it's iso, dribble, dribble, dribble. But what he does that's so impressive is he's not the quickest, he's not the strongest, but he is Ginobili 5.0. What what made Ginobili effective was he was so – he was so awkward with his game, you never knew what was coming. And that's what James Harden does so well. It's like in boxing when you get a fighter that, that throws punches from so many awkward plant platforms like a Lomachenko mm-hmm. that at the end of the day you're like, okay, bro, he's defying all logic. Like he's not doing things status quo, so how do I defend this? That is right. James Harden. You watch him with the ball and there's plays where you think, all right, there's, n- there's no option to shoot the ball here. There goes James Harden finding a way to get a shot up which is why I feel like a lot of younger players make the mistake of when they go and work on their shot, they practice the one shot that the least available to you in the game, which is a wide open set jump shot. It's good to have in your repertoire, but how many times in a game are you actually going to get that shot up? Right? So your muscle memory, your, yes, you're drilling your shot and it's great, but you watch James Harden and these other one-on-one scores, uh, practice warm up. All their even Dirk Nowitzki, he was doing it for years with the one foot fade. Yeah, bro, they they practice these awkward shots, and then you're in practice, and you're going, "Why are they shooting the ball like that?" Like in games, there's not an angle, there's not a uh, an angle on the court, there's not an angle of the backboard, there's not a shot or or a possession that James Harden and players like him are not going to be able to get the ball off in. Yeah, and that's what you ultimately want from a shooter. Yeah, so I lo- I love it. Keep, keep bringing these moves. I know some people are like, oh, is that a travel? Is that not a travel? Some of his sidesteps are, but if you watch his footwork, man, he's got a couple clean-ass moves that just look like travels because his upper body is moving. Yeah. But he's but only taking the two steps. Kinda, right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see if their style of ball which hasn't really translated to playoff ball, will hold up this season. You know, he's got he's got a dog now, though, right? Like, I know Chris Paul ha- is going to go down as one of the best point guards in NBA history, and rightfully so. Right. But if you look at, if you look at the history of Chris Paul's career, man, every time he leaves somewhere, it just doesn't sit right with the team, right? Like, when he left the Hornets the first time, there was rumblings that, you know, some players didn't really get along with him, this, that, and the third. He goes to the Clippers, everything seems cool, but then when he leaves the Clippers, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, um, there were certain things he did both on the court and in the locker room that we didn't really agree with. And the same goes for the Rockets. You know, him and James Harden were supposedly at odds. So I only can go off of, you know, if that's a trend to me. Yeah. If, If three teams... Are, are all coming out and saying, mm, he's good, something wasn't sitting right. Uh, Russell Westbrook will be available when Chris Paul was, hasn't been available. Right. Um, and so I also think Russell, Westbrook's under, Russell Westbrook understands the dynamic of having James Harden. He knows that you know James Harden, when push comes to shove, is going to take the last second shot. Right. I don't think there's going to be that constant struggle of, you know, well, I'm Westbrook, so I want to take that shot. Now, I know it came up with Westbrook when he was with Durant, but you have to think that 
how that unfolded plus the four plus years it's been that he's probably learned, okay, listen, I can go crazy. I can, you know, I can be that alpha dog, but when push comes to shove, we got to get the ball to James Harden and let him do his thing. But will he be able to do that? Like ego wise, will he be able to be like, you know what? I think he will. I mean, it was definitely, there's a past relationship there too, which I think helps. Yeah. This isn't like a new situation where Russell Westbrook has to come in and show like, yo, bro, I can ball too. Harden knows that. And Mm -hmm. the only interesting dynamic I think there is, is the fact that when last time they were together, the roles were reversed. Right. James Harden wasn't even starting. Yeah, he was was coming off the bench. He was six man of the year, but it was, it was Durant, Westbrook, and Harden in that order. Now, you know, roles have have reversed so it's just interesting to see how their careers took um took different turns but that i i haven't been this excited for an nba season god willing everyone stays healthy um in a lot in a long time because yeah. there's, there's more parity now yeah it's there, not just the top dog anymore no nah, there's multiple teams that have two superstars that on any given night you know you don't have to be the better superstars overall yeah your team behind you is better. If you guys gel better with your games, I think right. it's gonna be it's gonna be super dope to watch, man. I can't wait to see Clippers, Lakers. You know, I can't wait to see a healthy Durant and Kyrie because we've seen Kyrie work with a player similar to Durant with LeBron, and they won a championship that way. Right. Um, and then outside of if you take a team like the Lakers or Clippers, outside of the two superstars, you look at the other players that they surrounded those superstars with, bro. They got some dogs on defense. Solid players, right? Dogs on defense, like. If the Lakers focus focus on defense, right. and you got a man like Anthony Davis who can be all defensive player, you got LeBron who, when he wants to, can be locked down. Right. You got another shot blocker in Javale McGee. You got an on ball defender, two on ball defenders like Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo. Yep. And you look at the Clippers. Clippers got a similar dynamic. You know, they got Montrez Harold. They got Pat Beverly who might be the best on ball defender there is in the yep. NBA who gives you no room to breathe. So it's going to be dope, bro. I can't wait to see uh, this season. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, man. So before we get into NFL, our bread and butter, we touched on hockey. What's the team you're going to follow this year? Who, who you All got? Right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm going to be a hockey hoe. Right. I'm going to be a double H. <laughs> you're going to roll with it? You're just going to go with whoever? See, here's my thing, right? This is why I don't want to pick a team because it happens in every other sport. Basket, football the most, basketball and eh, because the Heat haven't been good in a while, so my expectation levels I guess aren't that high. But I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what Jimmy Butler does, obviously, but I don't expect you know them, them to win a championship or anything like that. But what happens in football is because I love my team so much, mm-hmm. when they lose, it kills my whole Sunday. Like I watch. Right. I, I like I as much as I try and fight it, bro. I just be watching on, and I just be replaying the game in my head. Like, man, how we lose that game? All oh, that interception killed us. All oh, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want. It took already like f- this season alone has taken five years off my life, guaranteed. If if I do this with hockey and pick a team and get super invested in the team, the same thing's gonna happen. And I kind of just want to enjoy a season, right? And just right. watch and just be like, oh shoot, that was a good play. I mean, last Sunday was the best football Sunday of the year. Why? Because the Eagles played on Thursday. You could enjoy it. They won on Thursday, which was even better because I, I I picked them in our um, picks, but I in wasn't going to be surprised yeah. if we lost because of how Green Bay started the season off. 
Um, but yeah, man, a Sunday, I laid back, I relaxed, I didn't have like a, a, a vetted interest in any one particular game. I could just watch whatever, Red Zone, watch my fantasy players and, and see how they're doing. So yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm be a hockey hoe and I'm just going to watch and just when I see a player I like, I'm like oh, I'll support him. Oh, I'll support him too. Eventually, eventually if all goes well, I will, I will have to. You'll start pick picking a team. Okay. I like I like my boy uh, PK Subban with the well, yeah uh, now that he's over here with the Devils yeah I like his story and he he seems like a good player seeing some of his like social media stuff with like Barstool and um, yeah he seems pretty funny like with the Rock and stuff like that so the Rock came back last night too yeah he did all right so let's get into it man NFL Week Five. 2019 picks of the week. We got just some quick news. Melvin Gordon back starting for the Chargers. Yep. Well, uh, supposedly what Lynn came out and said was they are going to split carries. Right. Now, how true that is, I don't know, because it sounds good, bro. Oh, we're going to split carries. But you give Gordon a few touches and you watch him go crazy. You he might starts be like, getting nah, in the rhythm. It's a wrap. Yep. He's back. So... For all you fantasy players out there, I would still definitely start Melvin Gordon because I think that um, he's going to get a lot of the goal line work, obviously, because he's the bigger of the two backs. And I think they'll do a lot of uh, two back sets where they get Eckler involved as a passer but still keep Melvin Gordon on the field. Uh, I do think it's smart for them to not rush him into a lead back role. They could have done that last week when he was activated. I think it was smart by them to just ease him in because he is in shape, but no such thing as football shape if you're not playing it. Right. Very true. And then uh, Saquon looks like he's about a week out. Same thing with Sam Darnold. Um, Thursday night game came and went. The spread was minus one and a half. Joey okay. Metcalf, catch the ball for me, bro. Come on, two-point conversion. You was, ah, ah, mm. You're supposed to be that dog, bro. You catch that ball, <laughs> pull it in. Joey picked Seattle, as you can tell. I picked the Rams. And we, listen, I will say this. My favorite, obviously, I'm an Eagles fan, but my favorite quarterback outside of Carson Wentz to watch play, Patty Mahomes is up there because some of the crazy stuff he does. Yeah. But I got to give it to Russell Westbrook, bro. Russell Wilson? He, I mean, wow. Because you were talking about basketball. I'm sorry. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Right. Yeah, you're right. I got to give it to Wilson, man. This dude is, he's phenomenal, bro. He finds the tightest windows that Tyler Lockett touchdown? Bananas. I, I don't even know where you get the titanium set of balls to throw that. Yeah. Because when he was when, when he was fading away, I'm like, oh, he's throwing the ball out of bounds. He fit that through a window that was just non-existent. Yeah. There wasn't a window. I don't know how. He willed that ball in. And there's times where his offensive line just flat out cannot block anybody. And he does an awesome job of it looks like he's in a scramble out of the pocket. He puts the ball down, and then he just finds like a little wiggle room, pops his head back up, and his wide receivers know this by now, so they're still running around. Yeah. And and it looks like you know you're playing NFL Street. And then every time I watch him play, I walk away like he's a savage. Unbelievable, unbelievable he, stuff he, he pulls off. He's scoring these points and throwing to who? No disrespect to Tyler Lockett. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a very fast wide receiver. Um, got great hands, but he's not a true number one. DK right. Metcalf is a rookie, a lot of high expectations for him, but there was questions about him coming out of the draft too. Yep. Um, he doesn't have Doug Baldwin anymore, and he's turning Will Disley 
Will Disley, I think that's how you say his yeah. name. Um, they drafted yeah. him to be a blocking tight end. He's turning him into one of the best, best pass-catching tight ends in the league. Yep, 100%. So the, the weapons they surround him with uh, aren't zero to nothing, including the offensive line, and somehow my man still gets it done. Yeah, man. All right, so let's jump into these games real quick. Let's pick them. Uh, after Thursday night's game, my lead is back up to six. It dropped yeah, down to five. We're back up to six now. Have it up. So, let's jump into it. Arizona at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a minus three and a half favorite. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you doing, bro? I'm looking at Forbes, and the first game they got up was the Ravens-Steelers. You going to jump on me? Well, no. I'm, I'm looking up our list. Oh, man. You know that's in my drawer, bro. All right, all right, all right. I got this. I'll just keep reading them off the list. Go ahead. So, you want to start with Arizona? Yeah, we got Arizona and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a minus three and a half favorite at home. I'm going to take Arizona here. Damn it. Um, to me, they've shown a lot of promise. Cincinnati looks dead in the water. And um, I'm going to go Arizona. Yeah, man, I thought I might be able to sneak this one by you. Um, I'm going to go Arizona as well. I feel like... Like you said, Arizona's showing a lot of promise. You got John Ross now out for the um, for the Bengals. And I just feel like that team, they had a few good glimpses in the in the beginning of the season. But Cincinnati going to Cincinnati. Yep. They're going to finish right at that almost 500 level. Uh, good enough to not be in the top running for a quarterback. Bad enough that they're not going to make the playoffs. And I think the Cardinals are going to come out with a much-needed win. All right, next up we've got Buffalo at Tennessee. Tennessee is a minus three favorite here. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Oh, you're going Tennessee. Okay. Give me Tennessee. You going Buffalo? I'm going Buffalo. Okay. I'm going with my Bills. I know uh, Taylor Lewan is back. He'll be protecting that blind side for um, Not even the blind Mariana. side. He's going to be throwing blocks for my boy Derrick Henry. What's up with you? We'll see. A.K.A. Mr. Linebacker that runs the ball. <laughs> All right, next game up. Wait, wait, is... wait, but I will say this, bro. I thought you was going to jump ship on your bills only because Josh Allen is still in concussion protocol and Matt Barkley is going to start this game. I know, I know, but... You do know that. You I trust do know Matt that. I don't trust Matt Barkley. I don't trust Matt Barkley, but I trust that defense. No, I do too, but when Matt Barkley is giving them the ball back in field goal range, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I okay. think we get Singletary back this week. So, our run game will step it up. We'll be all right. We'll be all no, right. No, your run game's – bro, their run game is solid. Yeah. Frank Gore out there still doing it. Yep. You. All right. Chicago at Oakland. Chicago – oh, no, sorry. Chicago at Oakland in, in London. London. Which is still a 1 o'clock start, which is something we found I a little weird. The early game, it, it made it feel cool, but – it is what yeah. it is. I would have been working regardless. <laughs> so, Chicago is a minus five favorite. I'm going with the Bears here. That defense, monsters. So, screw I'm going the, with the Bears. Uh, screw the defense. I mean that respectfully. Right. Khalil Mack's playing against the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that man's going to do something dangerous? <laughs> he's feeling a lot of. He's feeling a lot like Baker. He woke up feeling dangerous. Yep. So here's my thing. I'm going to pick Chicago, too, and I normally I try to stay away from 
from teams that lose their starting quarterback. But to be honest with you, I do not think there's much of a difference between Trubisky and Daniels. I know Trubisky has more athleticism, but I do think Daniels is going to be able to spread the ball around better than Trubisky could. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if this offense looks better with Daniels in it. He's not a superior athlete, um, doesn't have as strong an arm, but he knows that. And because he knows that, I think he's going to do a good job of getting the ball out, um, letting players like Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson get out in space and do their thing. Right. All right. Then we've got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans is a minus three and a half favorite. Tampa Bay came off one hell of a game last week where they beat the yeah, Rams. That was crazy, bro. And they put up, what, 50? A whole lot. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm still going to go New Orleans here. Yeah, me too, man. Because that defense that they got down there, even though no breeze, that offense still puts up points. So I think you've seen Sean Payton at his best without breeze, and I don't mean that too slight uh, Drew Brees at all. What I mean is when you have a, a quarterback that's as good as Drew Brees, you don't have to get too cute with the scheme because he's right. that damn good. Right. You're like, I don't need to run all these different type of schematic plays to scheme players open because Drew Brees is good enough to drop back, survey the defense, uncork a cannon to Michael Thomas um, or Ted Ginn or Alvin Kamara. So I do think that you've seen Sean Payton be able to s- schematically get his his uh, offensive weapons the ball. The only thing that's interesting about this game is Tampa Bay went to New Orleans last year, first game of the season, and laid the boom on And put it on them, yeah. Uh, so I do think that New Orleans has not forgotten about that game. I do I do not believe that the Bucks are the team that uh, they had a great week last week. Um, this is the right. second week in a row where Winston has put up some m- monster numbers. But I think Ohio State secondary, and I literally mean Ohio State secondary. If you look at New Orleans, ninety five percent of their team is a Buckeye. Right. Um, I do think they pull that game out. All right. So. Minnesota at the Giants. Minnesota's a minus five and a half favorite. I'm going to go Giants here. I think the Giants are going to pull this one out. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. And um, I think the G-Men are going to pull this one out. Danny Dimes. So, I need I need a game. I need games, plural. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I'm going to go Minnesota here. Okay. Um. I know, I know the Giants have been playing well. The defense, surprisingly, the last five quarters has also shown up. Uh, you can probably attribute that to the lift they've gotten from Daniel Jones. Right. Now, with that being said, I think Delvin Cook is going to have a field day. I think Minnesota is – I know they're trending in the wrong direction, but um, I, read, I read a couple articles that they're going to look to try and open the playbook up. I think getting Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs more involved is – something they obviously have to do. Right. And I also feel like that Minnesota defense is that that defense is real tough. I think Danny Dimes is going to play well, but I do think there's a turnover or two there to be had. Um so I think Minnesota g- goes in and gets a much needed win. And besides my team's in the NFC East, I can't see the Giants doing good. <laughs> All right. Next game up, Jets at your Eagles and your Eagles are a 14-point favorite. Ouch. Yeah, I'm going to ride with my Eagles here. I know the the points do scare me. And to be honest with you, I could see them uh, them being the Jets back during this game and uh, us coming out with maybe like a 10-point win. However, you got Luke Falk um, playing quarterback. I think 
Jim Schwartz is going to have a field day on him. Uh, we are one of, if not the best teams at stopping the run. So right. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to struggle in that regard. And at home, we laid a dud against the Lions. We let that game get away from us. So Philly usually plays well at home. Yeah. And I think they found a winning formula with feeding Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders and not relying so much on the arm of Carson Wentz. Now, we do have a cornerback situation, but again, I don't really see any receivers that scare me on the uh, the Jets. I know I know Robbie Anderson is a, is a bit of a burner, but I just don't think that there's yeah, enough plays for them to be had. Yeah, that's not all they got. So next up, Baltimore hey, at... You going with Philly? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going Philly here as well. Okay. I'm going with you on that one. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore's a minus three and a half favorite. I'm going Baltimore here, man. I think they're going to show their dominance. Uh, Lamar Jackson had kind of a a lackluster yeah. game lack last week. And I think he'll come out and show out in his first divisional game for this year. Yeah, I think Baltimore is going to have it on this one. Their defense is um, the defense is playing rock solid as usual. Mark Ingram is going to have a big game, and like you said, Lamar Jackson, bit of an off week last week, but I just don't trust enough in Mason Rudolph to pull that game out. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, New England at Washington. New England is a fifteen and a half point favorite. Colt McCoy is starting for Washington, and it will not be Haskins. And also, I don't know if you saw the reports that came out, but apparently Jay Gruden was caught smoking weed and picking up younger women the other night. Wow. I mean, I know the season got off to a rough start, yeah. but damn. Yeah. Yeah, listen, we're not going to spend too much time on this, bro. We both go to New England. <laughs> we both go to New England. Yep. All right, next up, Jacksonville at Carolina. Carolina's a minus three-and-a-half favorite. No Jalen Ramsey. Again, he's going to a back specialist, quote-unquote. And I'm going to go Carolina here. I think think McCaffrey's going to go running wild. And, yeah, I'm going with the Panthers. Mm. (sighs) Give me Jacksonville. All right. I, I, I'm going to – listen, I'm going to ride out that uh, Gardner Minshew mustache, pick up a game here. Okay. I think uh, I think Leonard Fournette's coming off a big game. They're finally getting him going. Uh, DJ Chark looks like he made that second-year jump for them. And while they will not have Jalen Ramsey, I do feel like Calais Campbell and the boys can do just enough. I know I, McCaffrey's going to go off. He's been going off all year. Right. But, again, Kyle Allen, don't really trust him. Uh, I know he had a he had a really good uh, start in Cam Newton's place his first game, but he's come back to earth a little bit. So I could see I could see if Carolina wins, I could see it being you know one point two point game. So I'll I'll take the points and give me Jacksonville. Okay. Next up, Atlanta at Houston. Houston's a five point favorite. I'm gonna go with Houston here. Hmm. Damn it, Atlanta keeps biting me in the ass, bro. For five points, yeah. Houston hasn't yeah. really been playing well. That I'm going to go Atlanta. I mean, I just feel like Houston Texans, that line, bro, it just has not been standing up for Deshaun Watson to be right. making the big plays necessary. 
And the Falcons have, a, I know Keanu Neal is out, but they have a stout front seven. Right. And Matt Ryan's been throwing the ball all over the yard, hasn't really produced a lot of touchdowns. Matt Ryan, I have you in fantasy. I'm going to need you to start getting into the end zone, brother. Um, but I feel like Atlanta and Houston, I think they'll be able to cover with that five. Okay. Next up, Denver at the Chargers. Six and a half point favorites for the Bolts here. Who you got? Who do I have? Broncos, Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers, man. I just feel like. On paper, I want to say the Broncos can can make this a game, but yeah. I just feel like Joe Flacco's not it, Chief. Yeah, he just doesn't do anything and, for him. And plus, they lost Bradley Chubb. Yeah, Chubb's out for the year. I almost called him Nick Chubb. Thanks for the save. No um, yeah, they lost Chubb for the year. I know Von Miller's still there, but I just feel like Los Angeles has too much talent. Their home field isn't much of a home field yet. Yeah, but I do think that the Chargers pulled that one out. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you as well. I'm going Chargers here. Next up to close out the four o'clock games, Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas is a three and a half point favorite. I am going Dallas, and I see Zeke running all over this Green Bay defense. The only saving grace I have is you have to, like, Green Bay's defense has to have some pride now in stopping the run. Right. Some of the holes that they're giving up, bro, you could run a tractor trailer through. Maybe Trent Richardson could find a hole there. Maybe. I think he'd still be poking around the wrong holes at first, but he might stumble into a good one. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm gonna. I have to go Dallas here. Their offense is playing well. Michael Gallup looks like looks like he might be back. Um, I think a huge blow that would have swung the game in Green Bay's favor is having Devontae Adams. He of course is not out. I'm, yeah. He's not going to be out there. So unfortunately, I think Dallas is going to pick this one up. Although I would love for Green Bay to come in and steal that game. All right. The Sunday night game is Can- is Indianapolis at Kansas City. Kansas City is a minus 11 favorite. I'm riding the hot hand. I'm going with my boy, Patty Mahomes. And I'm taking the points here. Damn, KC at home. 11. Kansas City has bit me in the ass three weeks in a row. And I think I'm going to make it go for it. Give me the Colts and the points. 11 is a little rich. You saw you saw the Lions without Darius Slay kind of keep Pat Mahomes in the offense at bay for a little there. Right. Um, I'm doing this strictly off the premise that I feel like 11 is a, is, a, is a big spread. And I think Jacoby Brissett quietly is having a really strong year. Right. And there's a couple players on that Colts defense that um, – you know, they come and mean in business. So here's to hoping that they can cover that 11. <laughs> All right. And to wrap it up, the Monday night game, Cleveland at San Francisco. San Francisco's a minus three and a half. I am going to go Cleveland here. Yeah, I am too. I think Cleveland will pull this one out. Going I think into... San Fran is one of those teams. They're undefeated, but I am not really buying into that whole thing. I mean, the quarterback uh, guru over there, Shanahan, he's a, he's a beast, but... I think Cleveland has too much talent, and they're going to kind of expose the 49ers this uh, this Monday night. So we'll see. All right. We will see. That is our episode for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it.
Um, we will catch you guys next week. Stay tuned. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com for all the social media, YouTube, all that good stuff. Log in. Shoot us a uh, shoot us a message if you want to hear some more. You know, say hockey, football, baseball, whatever you guys want to hear. Let us know, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Hi, right, bro.